stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick. And this week, I'm joined by Brian Hamilton. He's Zach's editor of The Income Investor. And um, as you might gather from the title of his newsletter, Income Investor, yes, he's here to talk about finding yields in this market and everything that's going on with the buybacks and the dividends right now, because there is a lot going on. And this is Brian's first appearance on the Zach's Market Edge podcast. So welcome, Brian. Thanks, Tracy. How are you doing today? Good. Um, so as I was saying, a lot has been going on with the dividends, and you're going to get into all of that because we brought some good statistics about everything that's been going on and the buybacks, because that's also another huge component. Right. But the economy is good, and the tax cuts have made you know the corporate balance sheets pretty flush here with cash. Oh, yeah. And it seems like they're putting it to use, at least partially in this way, with the dividends and the buybacks. Yeah. I mean, before we get into the weeds of all the statistics and numbers, it, it, what I really found is it's really painting a picture of um, big companies are increasing their repurchases and increasing their dividends, but it really hasn't had an impact on the mid to small cap companies. And also, in, if we have some of the uh, S&P 500, about 82% of them pay uh, dividends, but we really haven't seen a big jump up from this. And so it, the, the numbers I'll get here in a second, which um, we got this guy, Howard Silverblatt. Uh, he, re- he works with the, uh, the Dow and the S&P 500, really does uh, some good uh, dividend uh, investigation. So a lot of this data is coming from him. Um, but... When we, um, and also, just so you know, as our listeners know, we really haven't gotten much on the Q2 data as of yet. So okay. most of this is going but to that's be, coming up still. That's going to come up in a couple of weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, but what we really have is Q4 uh, and Q1, and we're going to do a lot of comparisons from uh, Q1.17 and Q2, uh, Q1.18, so we can see the, 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 um, the increases or, and or decreases in, in particular areas. Um, now, from the beginning of March of 2017 to March of 2018, uh, dividends and buybacks totaled $939 billion. Wow. I mean, it's pretty impressive. But we also have, now this isn't you know, um, just a one-time deal. We've had seen incre- consecutive increases for the last six years, and 2018 is looking to be another increase. Now, uh, Mr. Silverblad is currently expecting uh, 2018, the combination of dividends and buybacks, to uh account for more than $1 trillion. Now, as you were alluding to before, uh, this tax, uh, what you call it, cuts and the uh, repatriation aspects has significantly increased the cash balances of yeah. a lot of these big, big companies. Now, we're talking large caps, mega caps. And I'll get into Apple a little later. It's a really big right. example we can show on well, that Well, that's one. almost, if, if it's going to go over a trillion dollars, they're almost 10% of that. Right. Yeah, wow. and, well, yeah. And you, well, that would be their whole program, though. I right. guess. Well, yeah. Well, I'll show you a little more the details on yeah. there, but it, it's kind of kind of interesting on there. Um, now, also, we got a little information for the the first month of uh, two Q two two thousand eighteen. So, for the first four months of two thousand eighteen, we have seen one hundred and sixty nine members of S and P five hundred increase their dividends. Zero have decreased. Okay. Uh, now this has happened. It's only happened uh, last time this happened is in two thousand and three. Now, now, now we're also we, a lot of this data is the S and P five hundred. But what I want to look at is the all the domestic stocks, and we can now we can really start seeing the dichotomous picture of the big you know, the big companies compared to the mid and small companies. Um, in the domestic U.S. stocks, we saw dividends um, t- a total of nine hundred forty eight companies increase dividend payments. Uh, now that's up from uh, 881 
in Q1 2017. That's a 7.6% total increase. Now, dividend net increases, now that's total dividends minus total uh, cuts in dividends, was up uh, to $18.8 billion in Q1 18. Now, that's well up over uh, from the $4.5 billion in Q4 17, but up from 10.9 in Q1 2017. Now, typically in the first quarter is when we really will see the big dividends. You know, yeah, I was going to say, like, I know a lot of the companies just announce their increases for the year in that first quarter, and they do it year after year after year. Exactly. But if we're looking at only 7.6% of companies increase their dividends, but the, of those 7.6, we count for 72.5% increase in total dividend net gains, which is massive. That really means yeah. it has to be concentrated in such a smaller area. And so that, that you know, I'm going to get you the large and small uh, small cap numbers here. Um, as we talked earlier about Apple, yeah. Apple um, has just been on a share repurchase spree as of late. Now, in Q1 uh, 2014, they purchased $17.9 billion worth of shares. Now, that was their record of all time until this most recent quarter where they bought $22.8 billion worth of their shares. Uh, they also increased their quarterly dividend by 16%. That gives them their annual uh, payment of $2.92 and right. a yield of 1.6%. Yeah, I find that to be kind of lame, though, to be honest. 1.6, me. Right, but in the end, it's $14.8 billion in dividend payments a year. I know. <laughs> that's still I know, pretty... but they have so many outstanding shares, that's why it costs them so much. When This doesn't mean they're not going to increase it because they're also repatriated almost $250 billion uh, that they can still bring yeah. back. Uh, and so, uh, they're, they're, people are looking to Apple to, you know, obviously increase these uh, dividend payments. But still, at the end, if you look at the numbers, fourteen point eight billion is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, now, the other interesting thing is uh, Brunel Associates came up with um, a pretty interesting stat about share repurchases. Um, they said American companies have purchased more than two hundred forty-six billion dollars uh, in share repurchases already this year. Now that's a thirty-one percent increase from last year. So that you know, so that you could really see the tax implications and the repatriation having a big, big impact on the bigger companies. Yeah. Um, now, if we're looking at um, what do you call it, just on the domestic outside of the S and P five hundred, uh, you know, it's again really showing this picture of big ones, you know, right. really, really winning this and smaller ones. Fifty five point eight percent of domestic companies are paying a uh, dividend this year. It's an increase from, uh, I'm sorry, in Q one eighteen. That's an increase from fifty five point two percent and Q4 17, but it's an actual decrease from Q, uh, what you call Q1 2017, which is 56%. So it's actually, you know, outside of the 500, which 82% of them pay, you know, dividends are, you know, we see an actual decrease there. Now, outside of the, uh, the uh, S&P 500, the dividend yield has increased uh, from 2.36% uh, in Q4 17 to 2.51% in Q1 18. It's an increase, but not a massive increase. Now, obviously, it gets diluted when you have all these other uh, the companies outside the S&P 500. I wonder what percentage of those um, are the banks, because they were given the green light, you know, only in the last year to increase their dividends if they were paying one. And a lot of this, the like small and medium sized banks, I would say not not excluding the mega caps, but um, a lot of them did go ahead and raise their dividends kind of all at once. So I wonder what percentage is the financials in that? Uh, we couldn't, there wasn't a, really a, a place I could find the, the specific sectors, except for, you know, as you were saying, the financial, they yeah. do pay on as a whole of the uh, 1,559 companies that pay a dividend that are considered a financial, 
their uh, dividend yield is 3.12% on average, right. the highest of all the segments. Right. And so, yes, we did see an increase on that financial. And I'm gonna actually going to show you on our uh, research wizard, you know, we're going to pull down, you know, take a lo little look at, you know, how um, the financial sector kind of really dominates all these particular ticker tickers when we uh, uh, filter out looking for a specific dividend yield in a specific Zach's rank. Right. But it is finance is definitely you know, number one currently uh, with a total yield. Well, finance has always been where most dividend investors have looked mm -hmm. over right. the years. And that's why so many got burned in 2008, 2009 is not only did their bank go under, so they <laughs> might have lost everything, right. but the ones that survived cut their dividends. Well, they had to cut costs as quickly as, po as possible. Yeah, and, and the government made them do it. So they were cut you know, to the bare bones. Some that still paid, it was very low. But I took a look to see kind of what the big banks now are paying because mm -hmm. that's where a lot of investors have always put their money. Yep. And it's not that great still. So the lowest is Bank of America. They're still only at 1.6%. Yep. Citigroup is at one9 JP Morgan is a little better at 2 And then Wells Fargo, because those shares have have sunk is at 2.8 so that's the best out of all of them but you know in the past investors have easily gotten three to four to maybe even five percent yield off of some of these banks and this is kind of paltry returns well yeah but if you actually look into the uh, foreign banks the big majors you're gonna get a little more on your dividend as well now well yeah but this is i'm talking a lot of investors don't yeah. want to go into the foreign uh, issues for various reasons. Right. And so, yeah, they, they've kept some of theirs because they're government supported or whatever, and they don't cut their dividend and all right. of that. But, you know, if you are the investors out there looking only at U.S. domestic, these big cap banks right. don't seem the place you want to be. No, but we're actually seeing a little more traction in the regional banks. Yeah, I'm going to uh, talk about one of those later. Right. We have, I've seen a, a couple of the regional banks, obviously, they're benefited from the new uh, Congress passing the, the law of the $250 billion uh, Dodd-Frank situation. Uh, and so that's helping them out. It's also going to help yeah. them out with acquisitions in which, you know, hopefully it'll turn into more dividends uh, for the uh, shareholders for them. Yeah. Yeah, I like the banking sector. It's oh, yeah. one of my favorite right now. Yeah. But if you're a dividend investor, it's not been what it used to be. Right. But uh, we still it, there's it, some it, hidden gems in there though. Right. But we're also looking at, and I'll get to a little later. It's uh, you know outside of just the dividend investment. You know where I, my portfolio is more growth and income. Right. And so there's some other you know, banks out there. You're looking at, hey, these guys are going to continue to appreciate. Plus, they're paying this little dividend, so you kind of oh, yeah. have to put that, you know, bake that into the For cake sure. on this situation, especially with some of these big banks, and then you know how the outlook with the interest rates are coming. You know, another yeah. two more times at least this year, uh, and then you know yeah. I think they're setting up for two, you know, two and two over the next two years, and so you're looking at you know, much better balance sheets for the finance of uh, big banks going forward. Right. Um, but that, you know, I want to go back to what we were talking about earlier of, you know, the the haves and haves nots in in this whole, you know, tax and you know savings aspect is we're looking at. Uh, the difference between large, mid, and small caps. And, um, you know, 82%, as we were talking before, of S&P 500s pay uh, a dividend. Yeah. All 30 members of the Dow pay a dividend. 70.8% uh, of small, uh, the mid-cap 400 uh, pay a dividend. Now, that's only up eight-tenths of a percent from a year ago. Uh, and only 50.8% of the S&P 500 small cap pay a dividend, which is actually down uh, almost a half a percent from a year ago. As you can really, you can really right. see that you know the, these numbers are you know really only impacting one real group of you know stocks out there. 
Right. And not, not to say there aren't some fantastic you know, stocks out there in a large and mega cap, uh, but you also have, you know, you're not really getting those huge growths that you are getting or, you know, that you would get in some of these smaller and mid caps, especially in the Russell 2000 hitting record highs. You right. have a very small amount of potential, you know, income investing options in that area where you'd be like, hey, I'd really like to get some of this growth action but there's no dividend. Right. And so that's where, But you know, that's normal because right. the small companies don't want to push their extra cash into dividends. Right. They don't need to because they do sell us on the growth story. Right. And I, not that that's what it comes down to. If yeah. you're looking for these, you know, big growthy guys, you're not going to see it. And that's where you get under these mega caps, you're going to get a slower growth pace, but then you right. get these bigger, you know, share repurchases and stuff of that nature. Yeah. Um, now also, it's just on an overall, the, we saw in all three segments, large, mid and small, all see increases in their overall uh, annual yields on average uh, from year over year. I mean, not not a huge or stark or anything, but we're seeing these things, you know, across the board on that one. So it was again going back to it's a small select few that are currently paying nothing. You know, nobody really knew coming on the board for you know for the income investor. Yeah. Um, yeah, I also want to uh, give you a, you know another thing that's also you know negatively impacting the S and P five hundred with our income you know investing potentials is the current yield for the S and P five hundred is one point eight four percent. Okay. Um, now with the ten year Treasury of this morning, it was two point eight four percent. Now obviously we're not we're not taking a calculation the growth or anything several other factors into that, but that has been putting some pressure on uh, overall uh, income investors, you know, especially these long term blue chip guys, but. Um, one thing that I personally, I, I really like to use is our research wizard, uh, platform because okay. that really, really helps me filter through all the noise that's out there. Cause I'm looking for very specific items when I'm looking for a particular, um, a new potential entry, or even more specifically, I, a whole segment that I could really kind of say, oh, wow, there's this segments, you know, really going to go on the move or something like that. Because when you're looking at all the stocks in the universe out there, you don't always go, Hmm, I wonder how the E&Ps are. Oh, I guess let's see, check the leisure. I mean, they're really, you know, yeah. off, off the wall here. So this kind of gives you a really big picture of it. And so when I go on the research wizard, I, I, I look for uh, Zach Rank stocks ones and twos. And then I look for uh, dividend payments above the, uh, what you call the current 1.84. Okay. If I'm looking for it. Yeah, like, that hey, makes sense. Because why would I want to buy like Bank of America with a 1.6% yield when I can just buy the S&P 500 index? Exactly. And yeah. so, you know, or you can even tweak it higher if you want to, and you know, you put it at 2.5. Okay, let's get closer to the 10-year yield yeah. and see where we're at. And so when, that, when I download that, they usually, you know, produces about 250 or less companies. So it really narrows my scope to kind of, you know, look and see what we're going through here. And yeah, if you're on, by the way, you can also screen not just on Research Wizard, which mm -hmm. I like a lot, but that's the more advanced right. screening tool that we have here at Zach's. You can probably screen for that same screen on the um, Zach screening on Zach's.com. Mm -hmm. That, but you probably have to be a premium member there to get the number ones and number twos on that screen because it basically just screens the basics on there for free. But if you are a premium member, you can use that screening tool on Zax.com as well to to run some of these screens. But okay, continue on. <laughs> Thanks for that. I'm, I'm just always used to the re research wizard yeah. where I have access to everything. So it's like, okay, I can pick 20 different categories right. and just really filter stuff down. And so, you know, I was showing you this list earlier today and we were kind of, you know, looking at it and, you know, when you, you were talking like, Wow, there's just a ton of financials, you know, yeah. out there, and it's, but it's more the smaller, thriftier, um, you know, financial uh, companies out there. Uh, so we have banks. So you know, wait, you screened for ones and twos, ones and then above the S and P five hundred. I put it actually above two percent. Oh, the you S did for two. So if I want to get, uh, you know, a little bigger. Um, what you call it? A little, a little more meatier uh, dividend payments yeah. out, out of there. 
Um, because again, you know, the S&P is you know, 1.85 essentially. So let's say, hey, let's get a little more than that. And how many were in here? It's a this, couple of pages. I'm like one, flipping through this it right one, here. This list came out to 206. Okay. So, and then, you know, again, that's a, you know, out of the it's Zach's, not too bad. Well, there's 4,000, a little over 4,000 companies in the universe right. that have a Zach's rank. Yeah. And so, out of the, you know, so we, there's, it still filters out a bunch of companies that we don't even rank on that one as well. Right. Um, and so then, you know, it comes out here and a lot of them popped up. I have several of them uh, currently in my uh, income portfolio. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, a couple I just really you know, wanted to highlight that, you know, I, I really like and that I see that um, have, you know, potentially with growth and a really nice dividend. Uh, the first one came out of my leisure uh, segment here was Las Vegas Sands. Uh, they're currently Zach's ranked number one. They have a dividend yield of 3.78%, the only one in the gaming community that pays. Um, now, they yeah, have... That's ticker LVS, by the way. <laughs> and uh, But they have, they have uh, one exposure in Nevada, and that's it. They recently sold off their oh, Pennsylvania okay. uh, branch on there. Uh, they really wanted to get away from the online gambling that just got uh, uh, legalized in Pennsylvania, and I believe the Supreme Court just came through with the you know sports betting and yeah. that nature. So they just completely eliminated their exposure outside of uh, Nevada. Um, but their big exposure and their big play is in Macau. Right. Uh, they have their you know other casinos out there, uh, the Sands, but they're also built out the new Londoner. It's supposed to be. It's beyond opulent. I mean, it's, it's in that area has just been growing like crazy. If you go to the Zacks.com, you look at their price consensus graph, you can really see there's almost a one-to-one -one correlation on how well Macau uh, gaming receipts are doing compared to uh, Las Vegas' Sands' is stock price. And last several months, they keep on growing, and uh, Macau's gaming receipts are up uh, you know, double digits. I think the last one, they're up 19%. But at the same time, Las Vegas' strip receipts were up as well. Okay. Uh, and so we have the, the, the domestic end of, you know, tax receipts, people going to spend the money yeah. if they have it and people love to go to Vegas, the shows, all these yeah, other things. Travel's hot right now. Yeah, exactly. And so that, that's an area that has, you know, it's a little, it's more of a foreign play, but if you, as long as you keep your eye on, on the Macau aspect of it, that's what's really driving Las Vegas sands as, as, as late. Okay. Um, the other one we were, and you know, for us, you know, flipping to the second page of this list, um, is the machinery segment. And there's two in here that I really, really like is Caterpillar, which has just been gangbusters for the last year and a half. Uh, now, they also have a large exposure to China. Uh, now, the China trade issues, as it's been going up, the stock has been a little beat up and rise, beat up and rise, depending on how whatever tweet we hear for the particular day. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, it's looking like these uh, issues are going to get hammered out in the end. Uh, and if you, you know, want to go into the fundamentals of Caterpillar, you just look at their uh, equipments and their overall sales receipts have just been phenomenal. Uh, in their last earnings report, the uh, management made some uh, a comment of being like a high water mark. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people want, but you continue to beat the sales. You continue to beat the previous year's numbers. And most people are looking at it now as management was just trying to, you know, ease expectations because the stock price has just been on fire for the last, you know, 52 to 100 weeks. And what's the dividend on that one? Uh, it's a 2% dividend. Okay. And they're currently a Zach's rank number one and their ticker CAT. Okay. Uh, the other one on there was similar to Caterpillar's H&E Equipment Services. They're H-E-E-S. Uh, there's uh, their Zach's rank number two and they have a 3.05 uh, dividend right now. They do... Uh, rental of, you know, cranes, earth-moving stuff of that nature, and they're much more of a domestic play. Uh, they're just looking at, you know, it's hopefully this uh, infrastructure uh, bill gets pushed through because this is going to be humongous for HEES yeah. as they will have their fingers in pretty much every uh, uh, pot of the infrastructure play. Uh, in the meantime, with the construction boom, the housing, you know, the housing stuff of that nature, they're still doing very well. Uh, they have uh, last several quarters, they have beat all expectations 
And let me get over here on our, my detailed estimate page on this one. Yeah, and the last four quarters, they have a positive average surprise of 58.8%. Okay. They have just been doing fantastic. Yeah. And it's not like one of them was a 300% and everyone else was two. Their lowest was a 23% beat. Okay. So uh, they, they, they have been doing really well as late, and they're looking, you know, I, I see them as, you know, down the road. Now, we, you know, we, now we're getting to the, the, the area that, you know, is really starting to see almost a renaissance in dividends is in the tech area. The right. last couple of years. That's an area normally was, you didn't see anything. Right. Really. And so you're, you're looking, you know, five, 10 years back and you're like, tech, dividend, what? You yeah. know, this, this is not heard of. But now you're really starting to see some of these companies uh, come out and, uh, you know, pay some really solid dividends. But they're also in this huge high growth, you know, tech industry. Um, one that I also have in my uh, portfolio is Texas Instruments, uh, TXN. There's X rank number one. And their uh, current dividend yield is 2.22%. Uh, their automa automation, uh, sorry, automotive and industrial segments have just been on fire as of late. They're not your, you know, your mom and dad's uh, yeah, TI eighty one calculator, you know, right. company anymore. They're they're much more than that now, and they have been just doing you know spectacular in the results. Uh, another one is Western Digital. Now, I believe you in your value investor portfolio, you have uh, Micron. Western Digital has been piggybacking on Micron yeah. successively. We actually bought Western Digital after the recent sell-off okay. because it felt it was absurd. Mm -hmm. oh, so yeah. we did buy that one as well. Yeah. And Western Digital, WDC, is also Zach's rank number one. They pay a 2.32% dividend yield, which is, again, crazy for the growth that they have. Um, yeah, they have a lot of cash. They've been generating um, real good cash flows, and I think they have like five or six billion in cash on hand. So yeah. that's that's why they got the dividend. Oh uh, yeah, let's hopefully it keeps it that way. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, um, I don't have any exposure to it, but I've been really looking at this area, you know, you know, very intensely as of late, is the business service segment. Now okay. we we pulled up uh, five. Uh, companies that have a Zach's rank two, uh, all they're all buys on Zach's rank number two, but the lowest it, with the one dividend being one point nine three. The one I was really you know eyeballing the most is uh, BG Staffing out of Texas. It's BGSF Zach's rank number two. Their dividend yield is six point four two percent. What? Uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty sizable dividend. They're small cap, aren't they? Yes, they are. Okay. And, and uh, smaller mid. Right. Yeah, they're twenty twenty dollars ballpark stock right now. Uh, and this is just a, you know, total employment play. You know, we have, you know, record unemployment, 3.9% unemployment rate. Uh, these staffing companies are just being maxed out. The people are looking for positions to fill. Now, they they do some blue-collar uh, work, but they also do uh, finance, accounting, and tech as well. And so they have their kind of fingers in a couple of them, mostly in the, you know, in the more of the white-collar aspect. But it's an overall segment, I, I, you know, I would think there'd be an interesting uh, play to look at for the long term because the employment scenario here um, domestically yeah. does not look like to be waning at all. No. And so we're looking at several quarters at least with, the, with this one. So Is this the kind of company, you may not know this, mm -hmm. but is it one of the ones where they set the dividend for the year or they look at it every quarter and set it? Is that why it's 6%? I know they've paid a big dividend over the last couple of years, though. So I'm thinking that they are setting it every year. That I, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. On that. Let me yeah, see. I didn't know if you'd know the answer to that. Well, one, they just they, they just brought uh, lifted it up by a a nickel from 25 cents to 30 cents. Okay. Uh, but that's as of right now. I you know let me see one more here. Uh, it's been pretty well set for a long time. Okay. At 25 cents. So that, yeah, oh, it the, has. The, How the, long? Like uh, over a year or 
since uh, May of 2015. Oh, so wow. Okay. So this is like a set dividend. This isn't yeah. one of the ones where the company's deciding every quarter based on the cash flows. That would be my I, I've owned some that are like that. And those mm -hmm. are a little more dubious because you, <laughs> yeah. you can get sucked in by, you know, a good dividend yield mm -hmm. and then be like, surprise, it's <laughs> it's not going to happen this quarter. Yeah, we cut um, in half. Yeah. So yeah. So for anyone who is looking for yield, like this one looks like it's pretty much a, a set thing. Right. And I mean, their, their VGM score is an A. I mean, value, momentum, both A's, growth yeah. of B. Is, is okay. That kind of, and so, you know, I don't see any tarnish on this particular stock at this point right. in time. Uh, again, as I said, I was, you know, doing a lot more, a uh, little more due diligence uh, looking into it before I added to my portfolio. But as of right now, it's yeah. looking pretty good. Okay. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I think that gives you a pretty good overall picture of what the dividend scenario is. Obviously, yeah. um, second quarter is looking to be uh, just as good as Q1. Uh, you do increase on that. I would think the more weight is going to be on share repurchases rather than dividend increases, given that the vast majority of them take place in the first quarter. Uh, so that that yeah, ought to be interesting. Now, we have you know, some companies are going to you know announce in the second half a dividend or whatnot. But I would say the vast majority of that's done. The rest of the play is going to be on the, uh, a big stock repurchase uh, announcement during their quarterly earnings. Right. Um, what has been interesting, I think, is what's happened in the energy sector with the dividends, mm -hmm. because you know there was some of the big payers were always in the energy, and a lot of investors were in the big oils uh, for obvious reasons, because that was kind of the sure thing dividends. Right. And some of those are dividend aristocrats still, but things got a little dicey a couple of years ago, and that crude got into the 30s. A lot of people thought they wouldn't be able to afford those dividends with the cash flow and we would see a lot of cuts, but we really didn't. It was Exxon, Chevron, the big the big caps never cut. Right. And now crude has rebounded, so now they can afford it again. So that looks fairly safe. But one of the ones I really like and who did not cut was Occidental. Mm -hmm. OXY is the ticker there. They um, are still yielding 3.7%, even though the shares are up big, but um, they were at the the worst of the time, it was like six or seven percent dividend, and everyone kept asking on every conference call. So right. you did have to do your due diligence and and listen in to right. see what they were going to do. But they had the cash flows, and so they said, "We're still going to pay it. We're not we're not cutting it." Mm -hmm. And they never did. So which was a rarity given that you know that time frame, what you know all the other companies were doing like that was a, one of the first things they were slashing out of there. Oh well, yeah, mm -hmm. this some of the smaller ones, yeah. but yeah, Exxon and Chevron never cut, and neither did Occidental. So that's one if you're looking in the energy area, you might want to keep on your list. And then, um, well, actually, the the OXY pop, populated on the list that we you know, posted yeah, up today. There's yeah. currently Zach's ranked number one with the right, three point seven four. So that was another one that popped in, and they got some decent E and P's on there. Uh, and, you know, and some uh, yeah. production pipelines. And so it pulled out some of the best of the best in that group as oh, well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The the Zach's rank is well, real good on energy right mm -hmm. now because those estimates are really on the move higher given the price of oil now and the, the reports that we just got in for first quarter and a lot of the productions were increased. And so there's finally seeing a turn and we're getting, instead of fours and fives, we are getting the ones and twos in that. Oh, yeah. sector but like even accidental they're supposed to see earnings growth of 350 percent this year uh, so that's pretty <laughs> that's, that's amazing pretty crazy there yeah. uh, another one if you're looking in the financials and you don't want to do those big caps because they're kind of lame i feel is a stock that i've owned in at least the insider at least once and it's called west banco and the ticker is wsbc i think i've mentioned it even on the value investor podcast at some point and it only has a $2 billion market cap, so not many people know about it. And I only discovered it when I was 
uh, had it in the insider trader because a lot of these smaller community banks, you just don't know unless you live in that community and you use that bank or you stumble across it like I did when the insiders were buying in there. So West Bank OWSBC, they have 2.5% dividend yield right now. I think this is on your list too, this bank. And they're headquartered in West Virginia, which is also why a lot of people might not be familiar with them. But they have 177 banking centers, and they've been expanding. So they're not the super small community banks that you think of, which only have like 10 branches or something. There's there's some of those out there. But this is a bigger one, and they are in Indiana, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and then West Virginia. And they were actually founded in 1870 as a local bank there in West Virginia. So they've been around, they've seen a lot, and I like this kind of bank because they're big enough, but they're not one of the huge ones. And as you mentioned earlier, those rate increases if the Fed does a couple more this year will really go to the bottom line with these guys. So well, that and the uh, Dodd-Frank uh, reversal of the yeah. $250 billion, that that's really helpful. I've got uh, Washington Trust and uh, Sandy Springs in my income investor and yeah. they're very, very same thing. They're not the tiny ones right. but they're not the Goliaths at the same time and they're yeah. going out and doing little acquisitions here and there and so those are nice little you know little banks to get into and that, that's yeah. why I'm liking those more regional banks now than I am the, the, the big banks. One, they're paying a little better dividend too. We got a little better growth story for him as well. Exactly. So there's a lot of lot of stock picks in this episode. Uh, so don't say we didn't give you any. I don't <laughs> want to get any tweets saying like, eh, there weren't any good choices. So let me recap all the names because there were a lot here. Let me make sure um, I've got the list myself. So we had Las Vegas Sands, LVS, Texas Instruments, TXN. We had Apple, we mentioned, AAPL. That's out there doing its thing. Uh, Western Digital, WDC, Caterpillar, CAT, we had HNE Equipment, HEES, we had BG Staffing, which is BGSF, and we had Occidental, OXY, and West Banco, WSBC. I think that's all of them, but that's a lot of tickers for today. But yeah, things are definitely going on on the income side. So if you're interested in chasing those yields, there's some interesting plays out there. So be sure to look into all of them. And if you're really interested in the yield, you know, Brian does run that income investor portfolio here at SAC. So you can get a whole bunch more in, in that portfolio if you if you want to check out those names. So definitely you need to subscribe to the Zach's Market Edge so that you get all of our stock picks every week because we're bringing them to you. We just had the energy one uh, last week. So don't miss that one. So subscribe to get all of our episodes. We're on iTunes, of course, Apple Podcast, and on Spotify now, along with SoundCloud. So you can get us just about everywhere. Be sure to subscribe, as I said, so you don't miss out. And I'll see you again next time.